Greetings to listeners all around the world. Welcome to Safe Dividend Investing's podcast number 150 on January 11th of 2024. My name is Ian Duncan McDonald. In today's podcast, I will be answering three interesting questions. However, before I begin, 150 is a nice round number. It is a good time for me to make a change to my usual podcast routine. Since 2020, I've been writing investment books and preparing these weekly podcasts. Due to the COVID pandemic, I have avoided any travel. Prior to 2020, for many years, I spent three months every winter on the Caribbean island of St. Kitts. I'm now preparing to return to that island for two months at the end of January. I've never done a podcast from St. Kitts. This requires some uncertainties, preparations, and adjustments. There may be some unexpected problems. If there is a disruption in the weekly podcast, I hope you will understand why. Another restriction on my time is that I've also started a second podcast called Three Suspense Novels, written and narrated by Ian Duncan MacDonald. The first four chapters of my first novel, Beware the Abandoned, have been loaded into that podcast. I hope to finish narrating all three books over the next few months. Every day, I hear from readers of my books and listeners to my podcasts. I find their questions not only interesting, but they keep me current with what is now of concern to investors. Do keep sending your questions to my personal email address, ianduncanmcdonald at hotmail.com. Question number one. What should you consider before you decide to be a self-directed investor? The big question is why you are investing your money instead of just spending it on pleasures, such as travel, cars, restaurants, and fine wines. If you have a company pension plan, that is going to provide you with a generous pension when you eventually retire, it can be very tempting to seek out all the pleasures in life and assume you will gently ease yourself into a comfortable retirement. I never used to worry about my retirement. I was expecting to get a generous inflation index pension plan when I retired. For many years, I traveled the world, stayed at expensive resorts, ate at fine restaurants, and drove nice cars. One day, when I was 52, I happened, by accident, to see correspondence directed to our president from a large consulting firm. Our company was about to be sold. My carefree existence immediately changed. I had no savings, and getting hired at 52, 
is not as easy as in your 20s or 30s. The company didn't get sold. I lost my high-paying executive position. In lieu of the generous index pension, I was given a not-so-generous lump-sum payment that I was now responsible for investing. Despite being in the commercial risk information industry, I knew little about investing. Thus, it seemed logical to me that I needed the help of an investment professional. Immediately, I thought of my friend who owned a securities firm and had decades of investment experience. Surely, he could take over this burdensome responsibility of providing me with a reliable retirement income. I met with him. Within 15 minutes, I wrote the largest check I'd ever written in my life. This large lump sum was invested in what he told me were safe, diversified mutual funds. I was told I would liquidate the portfolio at the rate of 4% of the portfolio's value every year after I retired to provide me with income. He smiled when he told me his fee for the managing this fund would be so small that I would not even notice the charges. Three years later, with my retirement rapidly approaching, I noticed that the portfolio had lost $300,000 of its value. So much for professional management of my investments. I was in trouble. This is when I decided to become a self-directed investor. My immediate financial goal was to earn enough income from what was left of the lump sum settlement that I could just survive for the rest of my life on the income from my investments. I now faced the challenge of very quickly learning how to safely manage my portfolio as a self-directed investor. Could I possibly do better than the mutual fund sold to me by my experienced investment advisor? I've been retired for 20 years. During this time, the original sum I had to invest has grown by several multiples. From it, I've received a generous annual, constantly growing dividend income. It exceeds the income I earned as a senior vice president. That income never faltered during the 2008 or 2020 market crashes. Even though its total value temporarily shrunk during those crashes. How did I invest it? My initial research quickly showed me that there were a small number of financially strong companies that paid high dividends of 6% or more. I could see their ever increasing dividend payouts being paid year after year. Many of these companies also displayed ever-increasing share prices that dipped only during 
market crashes. If I invested in 20 such companies, the few, if any, of the 20 companies who might deviate from these long rising patterns would have minimal impact upon the results of the total portfolio. There would be safety and numbers. From my long history in commercial risk management, I developed a scoring system to sort stocks from strongest to weakest. It was then a simple matter of building a solid, balanced portfolio of the best dividend stocks and having the patience and belief in the portfolio to live off its dividend income for the remainder of my life. Many years after I built this portfolio, I was asked to help an 80-year-old widow whose investment advisor had lost hundreds of thousands of her portfolio's value. She was petrified over being left penniless. Over several months, I answered hundreds of her questions. This led, led to my six investment books where I do my best to help others to easily invest the safe way I do. That was five years ago. I talked to her recently and she again thanked me for her reliable, ever-growing dividend income. With my general guidance, she had picked her stocks. Not me. She has herself to thank. The moral of my story is do not take your future retirement for granted. If you do not have a solid, self-directed retirement fund now, it is never too late to start building one. My easy-to-read books will take you step by step through protecting your future financial health. Question number two. If you invest in stocks, do you need to be concerned about managing your day-to-day -day living expenses? Where is your initial investment money going to come from to invest in stocks? Unless you inherit it or stole it, it is going to come from the careful management of your current income. It requires discipline and sacrifice to set aside enough money for an initial investment in a stock portfolio. If you are truly serious about achieving financial independence, you need to question every penny that you are about to spend. Can you survive without spending this money? Think about all the things you buy and enjoy that are not essential to your achieving a goal of financial independence. For example, do you smoke? How much does it cost you every day to watch money disappearing in a puff of smoke? Do you like a daily glass of beer or wine and a shot of liquor? What nutritional value are you getting out of it? Can you forgo the social benefits you might receive from drinking 
to achieve your financial independence? Supposedly, it costs at least $8,000 a year to own a car. If you consider loan payments, insurance, and maintenance, if you live in a community with good public transportation, can you eliminate owning your own vehicle? Walking is not only cost-efficient, but can be good for your health. Living close enough to your employer that you can walk to work can save thousands of dollars. Walking, when combined with muscle toning exercises, can even save on a gym membership. When a car is necessary, Uber or a rental can be hired. Learn to cook is not difficult and it can save the thousands of dollars you may be spending on restaurant meals. Carefully choosing where you can get the best value on the food you buy is also important. Eating healthy, nutritious meals can be done inexpensively. If you have credit card debt, your first priority is to eliminate that debt. It makes little sense to be paying 20% interest on outstanding credit card debt if you're trying to acquire enough money to build a portfolio that will generate enough dividend income for you to live well on. Pay off your credit card balances each month and avoid the high interest charges. As you accumulate investment money, park that money in government-approved retirement savings plans that allow you to write off what you deposit there from your income tax. The tax refunds give you even more money to invest. Combined with the dividend income being paid by the initial stocks you purchased, your portfolio's value will grow much more rapidly. For entertainment, there are many free and inexpensive public events and services. For example, public libraries are free. Accommodation expenses can be a major drain on your income. Consider the possibility of moving to cities where houses and rentals are less expensive. These days, you no longer need to work for companies that require your physical presence. The internet has opened many cost-saving possibilities. Achieving financial independence is never easy, and even when it is achieved, you will need the discipline to live within your investment income and to maintain it. Question number three. If you were wealthy, would it be better to give your money to a hedge fund to invest rather than you buying individual stocks? The interesting question is how do you define wealthy? Hedge funds are marketed to those who think they are rich and want to become even richer. It is said that greed makes even rich people stupid. To invest in a hedge fund, 
you usually must have an annual income of at least $200,000 and be able to come up with $1 million to invest. The dealer who puts you into the hedge fund immediately gets 2% of what you invest and will take 20% of any future gain in your portfolio. Thus, you are immediately handing over $20,000 to a dealer with no guarantees as to what your monetary return will be, nor what they will be doing to earn their involvement. Hedge funds are unregulated and murky. It is reported very few make money. You take your chances as a supposedly sophisticated, knowledgeable investor. Many fund managers are former mutual fund managers who have failed to make their fortunes in mutual funds and have latched on to hedge funds as the next big thing that investors will keep them off the street. A hedge fund will invest in anything that they think can make money. The important word here is think. The salesman selling you the hedge fund wants to convince you that they have the Midas touch. It is not unusual for those managing hedge funds to speculate on the share price gains and the share price declines for the same stock at the same time. Occasionally, they have spectacular wins. These infrequent wins are used to suck in the rich speculators who just like lowly $5 lottery ticket buyers are sure the next big win is just around the corner. Before you consider investing in a hedge fund, Google Bernie Madoff or watch the movie about his life on Netflix. His hedge fund stole billions of dollars from many high-profile rich people. He paid very large dividends to investors by taking money from the deposits of new investors and using it to pay the dividends to the old investors. This Ponzi scheme worked until in the market crash of 2008 when some of the old investors wanted all their money back. Bernie died in prison a few years after he started his 150-year sentence. His son committed suicide over the shame of his father's dishonesty and greed. If you are willing to trust your money to someone who will give you no fixed idea as to what they are going to do with your money and are the kind of person who has no regrets at all if your money should be lost, then perhaps investing in a hedge fund is for you. For anyone else, I would suggest investing equally in 20 
financially strong companies who pay out their profits in steady, ever-growing dividends. For safety, spread your risk among 20 safe stocks. You will know exactly what your money is invested in. Furthermore, you will know the Securities and Exchange Commission is making sure your stocks provide detailed financial information at regular intervals. With such a portfolio, you may never need to make a change to it, other than to spend a few minutes each month investing the dividends back into the same 20 stocks that paid out those dividends. This is a safe way to build wealth and reach financial independence. Thanks for listening. If you wish more information on investing and stock scoring, please visit my website, www.saferbetterdividendinvesting.com. Thank you.